everyone and welcome back to the A Beautiful Beginning Podcast. This is your host Shakia and I'm coming in this afternoon with another recording. So um, I guess it's going to be short because I got to do one of the twins hair and get everybody ready for church in the morning. So I can't be on here too long. Plus I got to do some laundry because I was quite lazy this morning. So I got to catch up what I didn't do this morning, this latter part of the day. And finish up some um, reading. So, needless to say, um, I just want to come in with this tidbit. So, the last recording that I did was a piggyback or a response to the um, waiting to carry um, thing that I saw on YouTube. And so, I wanted to talk a little bit more about... Um, what why I feel like you should not really wait into waiting to carry I wanted to talk about why I feel like you should wait to marry somebody who's God-centered now I've never been married and like I said in that podcast I don't really ever felt like I was in a relationship with a man that truly loved me so like I had ex-boyfriends that swore up and down two in particular that swore up and down that they loved me and they really did care about me and I was like no I think you liked me and I think it was lust but I don't feel like it was love and I'm gonna explain why and talk a little bit about what what I honestly feel it is because maybe I'm wrong you know what I'm saying so um I can explain why I really never felt like that was something that has ever been experienced so with the first guy it was my first real relationship, real grown-up relationship, and I was so in like. And I felt like, you know, I had really really strong feelings for this person. I really did. Um and I felt like he felt the same way. Um but I wasn't grown up, meaning like I didn't know how to communicate as well. Um I didn't have a strong like I had a grounded in God. But I, a lot of times, didn't have a strong sense of self. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like there were a lot of times that I would, you know, swip swap as far as like blow where the wind blows, depending on what somebody said and, you know, suggestions. And that wasn't always the best thing. You need you need some level of stability. Like if you're going to make a change, to make a change because it's the better thing to do and understanding why. And a lot of times I just made sporadic decisions. And so when I met him, it was just off the whim. I was at someone's house and I was sitting there, but my friend and her boyfriend was all sitting there chit chit chatting and talking and stuff. I think we had cooked, we were just chilling out, eat, watching TV and stuff, eating. And he walked in and he has the biggest, beautiful eyes. And so it's always something about a person that like really attracts me to them. It's never really, like, you know, some people have to be like tall, dark, and handsome, uh, light skin with good hair, uh, light eyes, exotic eyes. I'm not like that specific. But there are certain things that draw me in, like beautiful skin, a beautiful smile, a beautiful, you know, beautiful eyes, you know, things like that. Certain things would draw me into a person. And so needless to say, I saw his eyes and I was like, oh, he has the most beautiful, like big eyes, right? And so we both looked at each other. It's like when we walked in, we locked eyes and I thought, wow, he's cute. 
And so he came and sat down next to me. He wasn't really like pressed to talk to me or nothing like that. We were just sitting down and talking and was joking the whole time and everything. And so long story short, he exchanged numbers and it kind of went from there. We started off pretty decent. Like we both were around the same age and everything. He's a college graduate too, starting out in his career. I was starting out in nursing and everything seemed to be like, like a good like way that we could like start and like kind of go into a good relationship together. At least that's what I thought. Because remember now I told y'all my goal was to be a wife, then a mother. And so I thought, cool, we both went to the same, you know, universe. We both went to Sarkana State. He was an Omega. I was an AKA. I'm an AKA. Um, at the time, I don't think I had pledged because I pledged grad. But I was really excited. Like, you know, it was that whole black love HBCU thing. And I was excited. Okay. And so the the thing that really got me was, though, that although I was more like settled in my career, he wasn't. He was just kind of like working a job that he wasn't satisfied with. He wasn't 100% um, where he wanted to be in his career. And he wasn't even doing what he wanted to do. Like he had been an accounting major and he had planned to go work for like one of the banks and stuff in Charlotte and like do the whole financial thing. Um, Because I had a friend who had worked, her brother had worked for, was it Wells Fargo? I don't know, but that joke was making mad money. But he had planned to do the same type thing. But when we sat down one day and had a heart to heart, it wasn't what he wanted to do. He only did that because he considered the money that he could make. But overall, he wanted to be an educator. And he said, I don't feel like the career choice that I chose is something that will make a difference in this world. He said, I really want to work in education and I want to be a principal. And I said, well, why don't you go for your principalship? Work in education. You know, um, what other steps can you take to do what you really would like to do? And he was like, well, I know what it is I need to do, but you know, I'm not sure. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, okay. So I kept, you know, talking to him about it. Like, you know what it is you need to do, you know, research, whatever it is, and just make it happen. I mean, if that's what you really have a passion for, then do it. Well, I thought it was just that easy. You know, I was young. I think I was like 22, 23 years old. Um, I thought the world was just... I don't know, limitless opportunities. That's that's how I kind of viewed the world at that time, that it was limitless opportunities because I had not really had a huge bump. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I say that is because I went through college, you know, I studied for boards. I waited six months, still passed boards. So unrealistic in a sense, like I had things happen in between and I had some little losses here and there. But I had no true bumps. You know what I'm saying? Like now at 40, oh yeah. Yeah. I can understand the whole thing. I can understand the whole thing. But at 22, 23 years old, I was just like, oh, the world is wide open. There's so much opportunity. There's so much you can do. And I just had no idea that, you know, well timing is one thing and 
you know, where he is right now. He's working to try to build his way to get this and that. So I didn't consider all that stuff. Everything up to that point had worked out for me. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Everything up to that point had worked out. You know, I passed boards. I'm, I'm working in my career choice that I wanted. I didn't want to work med-surge. I wanted to work, you know, a telemetry unit, go to critical care. Everything had worked out for me. Whatever I had went after, I was doing it. Within six months of being trained on the floor, I was working as a charge nurse. So at that point, you know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's limitless opportunities. But I wasn't thinking about the things that could have affected what he really needed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like... The time, like time was being, time was definitely a factor. Like, did he want to go back to school right then? Like, did he want to take that extra time? Because this is like a totally different thing that he wanted to do. And so it's like, well, do I really want to invest more time going back to school to do this, you know? And so I didn't think about that. I didn't think about any of that. And then I, I didn't, I didn't have that grounding enough to say, well, why don't you just pray about it? You know, um, I honestly felt that I just really just didn't know um, because, like I said, I had not no, I had not had any big hiccups, and I was kind of new to a lot of stuff. Like I said, I was new to relationships. This was my first big like relationship as an adult. It's my steady boyfriend, and I just felt honestly like I blew it. Now, looking back at it, I feel like that's how I felt at that time. But honestly, it was just that I was inexperienced. I didn't know a lot of stuff. And like, whereas I'm more aware of my space and how I feel about stuff and what's important to me, things of that of that nature, I wasn't then. Like, I was really, 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 really trying to um, be everything that I felt he needed me to be. And so it was very different, very different. And so I felt like a failure at the end of the day because when the relationship didn't pan out and when I noticed that he was cheating and he had cheated several times several times um he was always entertaining some other chick um those were the times I felt more so like you know I failed in some type way like it had to be something I said or something I did or Maybe I just didn't know how to be who he needed me to be. And then I I felt guilty. And one of the things that I felt guilty about with that relationship was the fact that I was successful. And it sounds crazy. It sounds very crazy. But he made a comment about that. He made a comment about the fact that women like me very seldom got married. And I said, why would you say that? He said, because, you know you have your career you have everything I was like I don't have everything like you're on the outside looking in watching me work and everything else and you feel like I have everything like there's nothing you can do like I always felt like we'd be better together and that we could build more together but he didn't have that mindset and so that's why I said that first relationship whereas I felt like we had strong feelings for one another. I felt like there was no love. As much as this man has, even over 10 years later, inboxed me and said that he really did love me. He was just young and didn't know how to maneuver through a lot of stuff. I really don't feel like he did. I seriously don't feel like he ever did. And the reason that I feel that way is because because he had his shortcomings, 
You know, like, he wasn't ready to settle down at a certain point. Or at that point, he wasn't ready to settle down. He's doing his own thing. That's number one. And number two, he wasn't where he needed to be. He was not in a place where he wanted, not not needed, not wanted to be, but needed to be. And so, this is my big thing. I felt like when I met him and I was going through that whole series of time with him, I feel like timing was against it. So, the reason I say that is because... I feel like if the two of us had met each other at a place where he had matured and he was ready to settle down and he was in a good place with his career, I feel like we would have been able to to truly make it. Now, that's my opinion because plenty of people don't start out together in a perfect place. Um, I, I, I see that, okay? And I feel like... For me being 40 something, um, and I got to say you something that's funny, but for me being 40 something, you know, for me, I would hope that whomever I am dating in their 40s or 50s is at a place where they're more settled, where they're settled and they know who they are and whose they are, you know, and they have a sense of self, you know, and they have a strong relationship with God. Um, somebody who was in their 40s and 50s who's still out here trying to figure life out, partying all all the time, drinking, smoking, drugging, all that other kind of stuff, laying up with person after person, they're not for me. <laughs> okay. Um, and that is only because I'm just not in that place. You know, my 20s and 30s, I might have talked to that type of guy because I wasn't too sure where I was either. Neither is he. But I feel like when you got a good sense of self and you're ready to settle down and, you know, like I have kids now. I, I'm not going to be in a club with you. You know, I'm not going to be drinking like a fish with you. I'm not going to be taking any drugs or anything like that, not to cause any harm to my body. So, yeah, I mean, it's just not there. So... When I looked at that particular situation with that guy, that's where I honestly felt with that situation, there was no love. The second relationship came, I would say like a few years after that, a few years later, I would say about what, 10 years later, I think, about eight, between eight and 10 years later, I can't remember exactly. And I dated this guy and he was gung ho, like he was so in love and ready to get married and blah, 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 blah. But here we are again. Here we are again with a very familiar story. He was not financially where he wanted to be. Here we are again with somebody coming to me, telling me how, you know, their last relationship was. How, you know, they struggle with this, 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 and that. They're getting themselves back on their feet financially and all this, this, and that. So this guy, I could tell, was a bit broken. And it wasn't just broke financially, okay? It was broken spiritually, you know, and he was broken a bit mentally as well. Like, a lot of the stuff that he had gone through with that previous relationship had taken a toll on him. And here I am thinking to myself, oh, God, because <laughs> I had, had enough of that. I had enough because the guy that I dated even in between them, and there was like years of like peers of time, that second person, oh, my God, it was the same, same story. 
Nobody was ready. Everybody, that the second guy, oh my God, girl, he wasn't nowhere near ready. That joker was out there just uh, partying and drinking like a fish all the time. And I mean, he was, he was a straight, like, I hate to say this nigga. His mentality was like straight, like, Kia, why you even entertaining this? Like, I, I couldn't even understand why I even entertained it, you know? Um, because it was just too much. It was too much. He was always out in the streets, you know, partying and this and that. And it wasn't something that even in my 20s that I even, I didn't like it. I didn't. I think, like I said, I became an old fogey, like around my mid-20s. And I really just didn't like that type of life. But a lot of guys that I would run into, like if I met somebody, a lot of times they were still out partying and drinking and hanging out and going with this person, that person, this and that. And I just seemed to never really click with the real solid dudes. Like they would like me from afar, but it was like we just did not click for some reason. Like I've had so many guys that I had met, even like... When I became a nurse, the first apartment complex that I stayed in, it was this guy that had a crush on me then. Um, I met some of his co-workers, and there was another specific guy that I had this huge crush on. He's so handsome. And uh, me and this guy, like, he's very successful, too. And I just, I don't know. It just never clicked. But it was just always something. Like, I just never could meet somebody who would ever take me seriously. You know, even if I wasn't saying, a lot of times I'm not. I'm not saying nothing sexual. I'm just, me just chilling. And, you know, I just always meet the guy that's just, you know, not ready to settle down. He just out here. And I was like, okay, something got to give. But this third guy, I will honestly say he was so gung-ho and ready to settle down and want to get married. But the big red flag was that he had so many emotional issues. It wasn't the financial ones that bothered me as bad because I, I could see that he was working on things. And I could tell that he had a work ethic and he was really trying to build himself back up. So it didn't bother me. You know, I know a lot of women want somebody that is 100% on their game, got the money, this, 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 and that. He didn't 100% have it all together. But this man, with what he had, would look out for me. And, like, he, he, he would definitely look out for me. I remember my birthday. He took me to Atlanta for my birthday. He would do little things for me here and there. And so I felt like he really did care, and he tried with what he had to look out for me. But the biggest problem is that he had some emotional, like, there were some strongholds that it was like, Mm-mm. he's just not ready you could tell like, he just was not ready he swore up and down that he was ready to get married and wanted a relationship and all this this and that and I was like I understand where you are but I can see how you're moving and it's like you have a lot of different things that you haven't dealt with and I don't want to be in the way of that I just didn't I didn't want to be the person that will block him from you know what I'm saying? Getting to that realization because, you know, most importantly, you want to have that deeper relationship with God than anything. And so, like I said, I want to see more of us win. And so I said, you know, I don't have a problem with us continuing 
the relationship and dating, but I don't want to rush into a marriage. I said, because it just seems like we both have a, a lot of things going on and it just seems like um, you have some things, baggage that you're carrying and I have some baggage that I'm carrying and I feel like we both need to just kind of slow down and give ourselves some time to, you know, to work through some things. I said, I just hate for us to go through a marriage and carry a lot of our baggage in because we're not really dealing with it. And one of the biggest issues for me at that time when I met him was my health. I felt like it was a huge hindrance because I had gained a lot of weight at that time. And I didn't feel confident about myself. I did not feel confident about the weight that I gained. You know, I was natural and I didn't like to wear my hair. It was like I was going through a whole lot. You know, it's like you're going through an identity crisis. And I was like at the end of my 20s going into my 30s. And I was just like, I don't like this. I don't I don't feel right. I just feel fat, frumpy and just fat and frumpy. And so I was just going through that little stage And I said, I just really need to work on this. I don't want to take this into a marriage and push that off on you because I'm not happy with myself. Give me some time to work on myself. You know, if you could just be patient with me and give me some time. And so homeboy got pissed off with me, basically, and was like, well, if you want to wait, you know, then that's, you know, it's almost like you're saying you don't want to be with me. And he just had to go on about his business. So he basically ended the relationship I was pissed off I'm not gonna lie I was because I didn't like the way he did it I didn't like the way that he basically wasn't open to even trying anything he was just like nah let's go in our own way and I was like okay and it pissed me off because I was like you know it's almost like this dude had just checked out And I realized why, because within probably like three, four months of us breaking up, he was already on Facebook, hugged up, done done a photo session with this chick that's now his wife. And um, he had met her and everything. And she, of course, was like the love of his life and all this, this and that. And um, I said, okay, okay. And um, it pissed me off because I was like, well, damn, he could have just said he had somebody else. Like, you know what I'm saying? I done been cheated on 50 million times. I'm pretty used to that. So you could have just said, I got somebody else. I don't really want this. But he made it seem, it's like he tried to like give himself an easy way out, an easy out by, easy way out by not admitting what the deal was. And I was just so like, okay, I'm done. But I will say that, um, That experience in itself taught me that I needed to allow myself time when I needed it and not to be so, you know, reluctant to do that thinking at all times, you know, nobody's going to be here, you know, because honestly, the time that I was celibate, like I'm going to say like, I know a lot of women like this is just not the best thing because I'm not married. So I don't even know how my story will end. You know what I'm saying? And I know, like, for a lot of people, it's like, well, you're not dating. There's nobody in a prospects. So, I don't know. But I can honestly say, like, 
I spent my last five years of my 30s, like from 35 to 40, celibate. And, and I took the time to be to myself. Um, I did because I needed to. I was really, really hurt from a lot of things. And I could tell that my baggage was there and I was going to take that into a relationship. And second, I needed to raise my children. I needed to be there for my kids. You know, remember I said in that last podcast that it was hard being a single parent. And so if it's hard for me to juggle taking care of my kids, it's going to be even more of a stress and a strain to add somebody else to that. Because I had not really gotten a good gist of that yet. Like I was still trying to figure stuff out. You know, it just, it just, it wasn't going right. Okay. It wasn't going right. And I was just still trying to figure it out. You know, it's kind of like when you start driving for the first time and it's like, you know, um, how can I put it? Like you, 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 you just started driving and now you want me to to start doing parallel parking and all this other stuff. No, no, no. One thing at a time. I'm just driving down a straight road. Okay. Okay. I might make a turn left, a turn right, but the backing up and, 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 uh, you know, the, the parking and all this other stuff. Um, I'm not ready for that yet. And so that's where I was with that. I just, I wasn't ready for everything else because I had too much going on at the time. I was just getting adjust of the basics of being a mother and so I was like this just ain't it's not a good time to be trying to jack somebody up in a relationship so (laughs) so basically (sighs) basically I was like okay this ain't a good time to do that so let me give myself some time and some space and I did I gave myself some time and I gave myself some space and um, like I said, I, I spent the last five years, I guess, in my 30s, like from 35 to 40, you know, alone. And um, no kind of sexual action. Um, I didn't do pornography because I, to me, I felt like pornography opened your mind to all this other stuff. It's like the devil's like gateway to everything else. So... I didn't do porn, didn't masturbate, didn't do none of that other stuff, TMI, but I just didn't do it. I just tried to have self-control. I tried to practice self-control. Um, so, of course, when I met this guy like this past summer and I had no self-control <laughs> and I allowed myself to get into a relationship with him, um, I was really disappointed, but not really. Um mainly because like even with everything that happened I kind of pick up on stuff a lot sooner than I honestly would like before I let stuff drag out and go through all the foolishness with people but this time I just noticed that I was just like very much so non-tolerant and I'm not too sure if it's just that it's just like at this point I'm more mature or if it's just I'm just old and I just don't have patience and I, I honestly feel like it's a bit of it's a bit of both like, my patience just runs thin with people when it comes to certain stuff. And like I said, you know, you're 40-something years old. You're still out in the club all the time. You want to go to the strip club. You're drinking all the time. You know, you still running from pillar to post trying to, you know, I, I got somebody else. You know, you lying and doing all that type of stuff. That's, to me, that's young boy stuff. 
I know it sounds stupid, but I call it young boy stuff. It's just like, you know, the young boys will wear skinny jeans with the zips and all that stuff. I, that's young boy stuff to me. You sagging your pants. Well, he wasn't sagging his pants, but you know how young boys dress. I just feel like for an older man to still be out in the streets and be doing stuff like that, that's young boy stuff. You are settled, sir. <laughs> you, feel, you feel me? Like, you are old, nigga. Just get over the fact that you old. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just like, you know, I, I'm just not, I'm not doing that, you know? I'm not 20-something years old. I'm not even in my 30s anymore. Um, But I'm definitely not doing what no teenager's doing. I'm not out here doing what they doing. And so I was like, you know, this ain't for me. So, like, one of my girlfriends, I remember... She went out with some people that she had met and everything. And she said, so you mean to tell me that people get together just to go do shots and get on TikTok? And I was like, well, you know, that's what they're doing. She was like, Shakia, who I age still doing? I said, undoubtedly the people you went with because shit, they did it. But I'm just saying, you know, like for some of us, some of that stuff don't make sense. And, you know... That's why, like I said, I think it's it's a little bit more difficult for me um, because, and I think for a lot of other women, because some of us, I think women mature, well, girls do mature quicker than guys, but I'm telling you, I met some 50-year-olds that have really disappointed me that they were still out here doing the stuff that they be doing. Um, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Like, I, I just... Like I said, when you at a certain age and you ain't settling down and you ain't got no relationship with God and you out here doing all kind of stuff, I have no use for you. I need somebody that can pray for and with me because the world is ever-changing. It is, but, you know, um, I don't have time for everything that everybody else is doing. It just don't pertain to me. I don't want it in my house. And I'm not doing it. So, I think it's harder for me because I truly do desire a man of God. And that's always been my desire. Seriously. Um, Even when I was hot and doing what I wanted to do, I just felt like it was nothing like having a man that actually loved God. It was, it was nothing like having a man that truly loved God and had a strong sense of self. I feel like that's a thousand grand. Like that right there is priceless. And if you throw in that he knows how to cut grass, you know, might know how to change the oil on your car, change the tire. You know, if he do know how to do some stuff around the house, you know, that is okay. I mean, you solid go, honey. Solid, solid go. So, I just felt like it was just nothing like a man who knew how to admit his faults because he knew who God was. You know, it's nothing like a man who can admit, you know, hey, I I shouldn't have said that. And I know that was wrong and I shouldn't have did, did that to you instead of just like totally ignoring me and ignoring that I have feelings. And, um, you know, not having any regard for the fact that, you know, hey, I shouldn't have talked to you like that. That was a bit too rough, you know? You know, like I shouldn't have. You know, this one guy, like I said, the guy that I felt like was just like totally off the kilter. Um, he was just somebody who I felt like 
I should have never entertained because for one, he didn't have a relationship with God. I don't think he even believed. Number two, he was very, very rude to women. Like he would curse me out and say stuff and it would just be so mean and hateful. He just had no real respect for women. And it's like, you know, a lot of stuff that he said, it used to hurt my feelings so bad because I would ask him a simple question. He would just snap off. And I just remember thinking to myself, I wonder if he realizes that I'm not like an enemy. Like I'm not coming at him like that. You know, like why does he respond to me like that? And um, now I realize that that was something that I shouldn't have never entertained in the beginning, in the first place. Because for one, he, he, he didn't have no relationship with God. And number two, he didn't have a strong sense of self. And three, he didn't understand or he did not respect women. He didn't respect women. And so that in itself is a, is a no. A no, 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 no across the board. So I say that to say that I really don't feel like I've experienced that type of love that I desire because I hadn't met that man of God. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just feel like I've not met a man that's quite as it's just, just he just don't have that relationship with God you know I feel like a lot of these guys you know they know of God but they don't have that strong relationship with him they ain't praying and they're not challenging you to be better you know I was looking at this TikTok thingy where this lady was talking about this guy and this little girl and the guy was dating this girl her friend's son was dating this girl and the girl had two kids, right? By a previous relationship, same daddy. And, you know, she got caught up, stayed with the same person. He didn't want to be bothered, so he threw it to the side. And um, that's why I said, let's not carry before we marry, honey. Let's marry before we carry. But things happen. So he threw it to the side. This guy met her. During the time that they met, you know, she's back in school to be a nurse. And her son, she said the friend's son wasn't really doing much, just doing odd end jobs here and there. But this joker became so much more inspired by this girl that he done went back to school and got his GED. And then he started working and got a real legit job where he's thanking his money and everything. So he and this girl were getting their first place together. And um, he was telling his mama, you know, I really love her. I, I really think I want to propose to her. And the mama was like, why you want somebody that's got kids anyway? She ain't this, she ain't that. And he was like, but she's the one that inspired me to be better. And so I always say, like, for me, I want somebody that can inspire me to be better and vice versa. Like, I want to be challenged by him and I want him to be challenged by me. I want the two of us to be able to grow together in Christ. And I want us to be better as we age and get older, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I had met that person. So I hope that kind of gives a little bit of background about what I said when I said, I don't feel like I've been loved truly the right way. Um, I don't feel like I met that person. I feel like a lot of times I meet people who, when they meet me, they're challenged. And their challenge could be, well, you know, like I said with the first guy, he had an issue with the fact that I made, I was in a place where I wanted to be in my career. 
right? So like I was starting out in nursing, I was a charge nurse, I was working hard. And I want to say we were together through the process of me getting my house. We were, we were together through that, throughout that process. So he met me in an apartment and then dated me throughout the time that I got my first house. And so, you know, for somebody who's sitting here trying to figure out, do I really want to go back to school? Do I really want to do this? Is this what I really want to do? He wasn't as inspired by me as he was turned off by the fact that I did what I really set out to do. He was more turned off by it, okay? He wasn't inspired by nothing I was doing, okay? And so then, like I said, the second guy, he was just rude. Count him out, because Lord knows he was just something rude. The third person... He wasn't inspired, okay? So that particular guy wasn't inspired either um, because he literally made a comment that he didn't like the fact that I could make the same or more minute, more money than him. And I thought, that shouldn't even matter. It's going in the same household. Like, I respect you as a man. I'm not talking down to you. I'm not running up in your face to cuss you out and belittle you. I'm not doing that. I want our house to be a safe space where the two of us are able to thrive, you know, and have joy. And so I just, I was like, okay, I just don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, I want to be in a good place and I want you to be in a good place. And that's why I feel like we need to give each other some time to to grow and to 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 really heal from our past hurt and pains but that didn't work you know it's like no let's go ahead on and do this and I'm like no I don't think that's a good idea (laughs) you know and so because I booked that it's oh you ain't the type of woman no man won't because you got an opinion you should just shut up and listen and I was like well I guess I ain't ain't marriage material because I don't know too many times I shut up and listen until, you know, unless it's a guy that honestly he has my attention, you know, and I'm like, really, I don't know, maybe interested in what he's saying. And I'm actually learning and, 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 and growing, you know, and being better by what he's saying to me. And I feel like that what the, that's what the real issue was there is that with that particular person, I didn't feel like he challenged me to be better. And the reason I felt that way is because I felt like as long as I stayed in one place and I didn't progress and I didn't have any goals or any dreams and I didn't require nothing, then he was cool. But the moment that I I decided that, hey, I want to change this, I want to do this, you know, um, even when it came to me wanting to lose weight and, and different things, he wasn't 100% supportive. And I couldn't understand that. I was like, he don't want to see me at my best. And so I thought about the fact that this particular guy, and this is just a backstory for that, he had been cheating on in his previous relationship. That particular person had moved on and had a new boo, all this, this, and that. And I said to myself, I wonder if he wants to keep me in a place where I'm not progressing so that it seems like it's a safe space for him to keep me at. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, as long as I keep her fat and unhappy, then, you know, she ain't going to have enough, you know, self-esteem to move forward with anything. And so it it it, made, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm just honestly saying it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. 
You know, I don't believe that saying happy wife, happy life. I don't. Because if it's if it's two people in the house, if it's a male and a female in the house, I feel like the two of them should have a safe space in their home. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she's happy and all he does is buy stuff for her and this, 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 and that, but he's not getting... What, what he needs is not being reciprocated. I feel like he leaves void. I don't feel like any man should feel that that he should just provide all this joy and happiness for somebody. And then there's nothing left there but the same vagina that he gets every other day. I feel like if that man is not being poured into, if he's not prayed with or prayed, you know, is not being prayed with or, or someone to pray for him, you know, if he's not being, um, how can I say, if he's not being spoiled, you know, she's cooking his favorite meal and rubbing his back and, you know, making sure that his favorite snacks are in the house. If she's not taking the time to make sure he watches his favorite game or his favorite show and he has his time to do the things that he likes. I just feel like this man will feel like he's in a cage and he's not allowed to, to you know, fully spread his wings and, and be free in his own home. And I feel like, you know, a lot of men feel that way. And I just don't want to be the type wife that would have a, a husband that can't be free. But I, too, I, too, don't want to be a woman that can't be free. You know, I, I want to be able to go in my room and have my private time. Because I'm an Aquarius and I'm an only child. And I also have been single for a long time. I got to have time by myself. <laughs> I have got to have time to like watch my favorite shows, you know, drink my coffee in the morning, drink my hot teas in the afternoon when it's cold outside, you know, um, have me a glass of wine right before bed. Cause I'm usually glued to the TV when it's, when these reality shows or something like that. And so, you know, I want to have my time to do that. I don't want nobody telling me it's stupid. I don't know what you watch that. That's just dumb. Da 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 da. You know, like the second guy I dated. Like, I don't want to be belittled and berated for that. Um, I want to be able to listen to Jill Scott. I want to be able to listen to Kurt Whalum. And I want to be able to listen to gospel and any other type of music because I love music. You know, I want somebody that understands that I'm just like so big, such a music fan. Like, I love music. Love, 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 love music. I want someone who understands that I want to go to concerts sometimes because I love music. And if there's like live concerts, like jazz in the park and, you know, any kind of little jazz lounge and stuff like that, that yes, you will be my favorite person if you make sure I'm there. Okay. If you make sure the schedule is cleared, babysitter in place, we ready to go. You are my favorite person because I love to be out. I love to be out and I love music. Um, if you know how to cook on the grill i'm not talking about just throw some stuff on there and put some burn on it no i'm talking about somebody who know how to season meat and cook it good you are my favorite person you are my favorite person if in the spring and summertime you be like bae i'm about to put some meat on the grill we about to sit out back listen to some music have us some nice little drinks and chill out when you know how to chill out and do things like that, you're my favorite person. You know what I'm saying? I want somebody that when I'm waking up in the morning and I'm doing my devotion and I'm praying that you get up and you do it with me. That you don't look at me 
and turn your back when you see me praying and that you don't allow me to go to church without you being right there with me and worship with me, you know? And so it means a lot to me to have those things in my life because a relationship with God is a must. To have a good sense of self is a must. And to have peace in my home and clarity and joy is a must. You know what I'm saying? I want a sense of safety and security. Those things are a must. To have a man who is supportive, that is a must. Have I met that person? That is a no. (laughs) It's the truth. And I feel that... It's still a possibility that he's out there. I don't feel like he's a unicorn. I don't feel like he is somebody that that can't be produced because God can do everything. God does all things. All things are possible through Christ. And so even though I've never experienced that on 41, and a joke that I want to tell before I get off is... um. <laughs> It's amazing what kids actually pay attention to. Pam and Peyton were talking to me one day about the Disney princesses. I forgot what we were watching. And Pam said, well, you know, we'll be 19 and 20. And then sometimes in our 20s, I think we're supposed to get married because that's how the, the Disney princesses do. And then Peyton was like, yeah, yeah, most of them get married between like 19, 20. You know, somewhere in there, like they get married in their 20s. And I said, oh, you're supposed to get married in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. And I said, but what what, what happens if you go through college first and you have your career, um, but then you and your boyfriend you meet in college and you go work for a while and then y'all decide to get married in y'all 30s. You can get married at 30? And I said, yeah, people get married in their 30s. And then I said, people get married in their 40s. Hey, oh, it's still a chance for you, huh? <laughs> I said, well, yeah, it may still be a chance. So, so people get married at 50 and 60 and 70 and 80? And I said, well, some people actually have. Wow, you can still get married, mama. And so I say that to say... That as much as I feel like the cards are definitely stacked against me, um, I believe in God. And I believe that God can do all things. And so I wanted to explain that because for any single woman that's listening, or say you have a friend that's single, just ask them to like kind of like think to themselves, you know, ask yourself what really matters to you. What really matters to you? At this point in your life, you can look back over relationships that you had. What what truly matters to you? And if you would notice what really matters to me, like I said, is not on the surface. It's not green eyes, you know, um, light skin, you know, wavy hair. You know, it's not a certain like a texture or, or anything. It is a man who loves God. It is a man who loves God, a man who loves himself, who is respectful to women. You know, if he has a mother and sister, his aunties, he's respectful and they have a high regard for him. And if he has children, so do they. 
you know, um, those things are priceless. A man who does not find a robbery to love you the right way, meaning he respects you. He has a high regard for you. You know, he wants to see you at your best. And just as you are learning from him, he's learning from you. And you know, and it's, it's, it, it, it does a lot. It makes the two of you um, get to where God intends for you to be in life. I feel a lot quicker when you're a match with the right person, when God has you with the right person. But when we go out and, and try to do things our way, it just, it don't go that way. So I am confident that if marriage is for me, it will be something that God will ordain. Because at this point in my life, like I said, I've been in relationships that did not work. And I know what it's like to not be in a good place with someone and not be equally yoked. And I know what it's like to date someone who does not have a relationship with God. Um, and I, I, I already know that's not what I, I want. Um, I didn't care about their skin color or anything like that. That does, you know, like you got to be a certain shade of brown. You got to have a certain type of hair. No, what matters most to me is that this man has a relationship with God. Because how can he lead me? How can I submit to him? You know, um, if God has charged him with loving me as he loved the church, if he's a man that doesn't believe in God, then he doesn't know how to love me. And that's just my opinion. He won't know how to love me if he doesn't understand God's love for the church. When I need him to give me grace, when I forget to cook something, or if I forget to take something out, when I need him to give me grace, when I don't feel like going and working out today, you know, when I need somebody to support me, say, okay, Nike, you know, you done did this like what, two days, you know, you tired. I'm gonna need you to do something here. You know, I mean, I'm gonna need him to give me some grace, but you know, when you don't have that relationship with God and you don't have that ground in, you don't have much to pull from. That's my opinion. So, um, that is something that I desire more than anything is that this man have a relationship with God and that um, he has a strong sense of self because um, that's needed. That's not something that I want is needed. You know, you can want somebody to six foot six or, you know, um, hazel eyes and um, look like Denzel or um, Idris Elba, you know, or Usher, you know, you could want that, but that ain't what you need, okay? That ain't what you need. And so that's where we have to make sure that we are aligning with God in every single thing that we do, even when we are asking God for a mate and asking that he send us who he thinks is fit for us um, and someone who will be good for us and will um, be an asset in our life. And so that's what I had to say, y'all. That's it. Um, I'm going because it's late and I got to do Pam hair. <sighs> Lord, give me strength. Give me the strength. So, as always, I pray that you have a good weekend. 
I pray that these words have kind of fallen on fertile ground and that you don't forget that it's God's intention for all of us to shine bright.